The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You guys ready? Yeah! Welcome to the revolution. What in the world's going on? The voice of the outdoors and the American spirit. It smells like onions in here now. <laughs> it's about freedom. That sounded stupid. <laughs> you keep chattering. You keep whooping it up. Okay, guys, this is not how it's going to go. A movement is underway, gaining traction. It's true. <laughs> Growing day by day. It's more than a basic radio show. Whatever, let's just do this. It's a state of mind. This is the original revolution with Jim and Trev. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, and World Fishing Network. Virtually every shooter has a master eye. Did you know that you're never supposed to be looking down the barrel of a shotgun? I bring lots of shells because I don't want to run out of shells. It shows how much I still love getting after those birds with a shotgun. Is there any wonder you don't hit any of them? You got to keep your eye on the target, mount the gun where the target's going, and never be caught looking down that gun. I don't care for walking downtown. Crazy auto car gonna mow me down. Look at all the people like cows in a herd. Well, I like shooting birds. We're going doves, Jim. We heard it's called doves and dogs. Doves and dogs on today's show. We are talking about everything from the shotguns you need, ammunition, setting up, decoys. I we're covering it all. Yeah, we got the mojo for it. M- Mrs. Bunny, you all here? I'm here, guys. How's it going? I'm uh, doing pretty good. All right, so morning doves. Did you know they're distinct? Coup is done 95% of the time by males, and it is not only to attract a mate, but also to coerce her into mating. Whispering sweet nothings. Sweet nothings. Sweet that, nothings. That's what I do to Bunny. Didn't know. Uh, doves are players. You think the Eurasian doves speak Chinese? No, they speak Mandarin. <laughs> oh. They do. I'm serious. Just ask uh, Brian Williams. He teaches them. <laughs> He's been there. Yeah, so check this out. We're actually going to be joined by Chad Belding from The Foul Life with Chad Belding. Saturday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Then we're going to hear from Carrie Denman of uh, Mojo TV. That is Saturdays, 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman Channel. And finally, we'll hear from Daniel Coxon. He is the Senior Product Manager for Shotguns there at Remington. Just promoted. He was in charge of handguns. going to talk about the V3. Now, yeah, he's in charge of shotguns. He's going to talk about the all-new v3 this is a sweet little shotgun i'm pumped and it's really priced right i'm like a bird you know i'll fly away who sang it buddy michelle branch no nelly furtado oh sorry you know how i know that because i like furtadas well (laughs) oh especially dove furtadas all right so mrs bunny in this first part what are you going to talk about how to clean doves all right these doves they're clean they're tasty and they're brought to you by Nissan. And now, here she is, Mrs. Bunny on Field Dressing Doves. Brought to you by Nissan. All right, so what do we need to do to properly clean a dove? Doves are what are believed to be some of the tastiest of all upland game birds. However, 
it is really warm outside. Yeah. Out of the last 10 years, it has been probably 90 degree weather, except for the one year where it snowed or something and chased all the doves <laughs> off early. But no, it's generally really warm. And the problem with that is that heat and animals, especially... Especially dead ones. Dead ones does not go <laughs> well together. doesn't mix well. Does not go well together. So in order to um, make sure that your meat stays good, you need to have proper field care. So take a cooler into the field. This is where one of those... Um, Cabela's buckets, if you put something in it, some ice or anything in it, in a bag, you can toss them in there and keep them on ice while you're out there. Anyways, take a cooler into the field with you to keep them from spoiling, and if possible, gut them immediately in the field after the hunt. Once the entrails are removed, there's little risk of spoilage if you keep them cool. Okay, so to gut, you need to um, take the dove, turn it over on his back, and pull a few feathers away from the vent area, and then slit the skin. You reach a finger inside and pull out the entrails. Make sure you get all the way up to the top and the front of the cavity to remove the lungs, which are along the backbone. And then you make a second shortcut at the base of the neck and pull out the windpipe and the crop. Wipe it uh, clean with a paper towel. And then if you put them um, in the refrigerator, they can last like this for a few days. You can age them with the feathers on and everything for a few days, and they will be absolutely fine if you do it in this method. Well, you know, to clean them, they're so thin-skinned like Jimmy. It's a really yes. quick process. You could just take and they you bruise just, easy. They do bruise easy. They're tender. They're sweet little tender birds. I like poetry. Will you stop? That's not even funny. That's not even a funny joke. So you take and ride, you can just ride. pull their skin apart. Uh-huh. I mean, you just grab it and you pull in it. That's what we do. Honestly, yes, we it do. takes yeah. 30 seconds to gut a, gut a dove or less. You know, oh, yeah. It's a really, really. quick that, process. Really, all you're doing is just popping that breast off is all you're really doing. That's, that's, the, that's the meatiest part about the whole bird. I know Jim does like um, dove legs. Oh, they're yes. Just, they're small. I like... <laughs> I like dove tongue, it's, too. It's more like eating a ghost fart. <laughs> it's, it's very light. It's very light. Uh, light and airy. <laughs> All right, what else got for us, buddy? Uh, skinning them. Yep. Uh, you cut off the last two joints of the wings. Then you take off the feet by cutting the skin around the bottom of the drumstick. You bend the leg back and forth, and you cut through the tendon, and the foot will come off neatly. Um, put your fingers in the slit that you made to remove the windpipe and the crop, and then tear the skin down the middle of the breast and pull it away from the breast and the legs. And then you pull the skin away from the wing joint, and then once both of the wing joints are free, you can peel the skin off the back of the bird. And the skin should now be attached only at the head and the neck. You cut off the head and the dove is skinned. You don't have to worry about any feathers. You can defeather them. It just takes a little bit longer. You know, you can pluck them, but it just takes longer. I so. don't think there's any sense in doing that, though. No. I mean, personally. Well, if you want them. to leave the skin on, um, some people like to leave it on for moisture when they're cooking. It's just it's a small amount. Well, and it's a lot of work to do for just that small amount. The thing is, you want to cook this dove medium rare. You do. Yeah. And you're only going to cook it. I don't know if, if if you've never hunted dove. Once you clean them, I mean, they're small. You're going to cook them for like two to three minutes. It's yeah, not. If it, that. If I, that. Yeah. If, if, the, if the grill is really hot, oh, I mean, it it's could almost be, like flash cooking. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to be very long. So I. What you do I, is oh. you flash when you cook. Is that what you do? You That's cook naked? You do. Yes, I do. Seriously. <laughs> uh-huh. All right, what else do you got for us, Miss Bunny? Breasting. If you'd rather breast your dove than cook them whole, mm-hmm. uh, pluck only the breast feathers and then use shears or a knife to cut through the ribs right below the breast to the wing joints. And um, then you pull the breast upward as if it were hinged at the wings. Cut it free from the rest of the carcass. And if you skin or pluck your birds during or immediately following the hunt, remember, this is important, that federal laws require hunters to transport my Migratory birds with one fully feathered wing um, left to attach to the carcass for identification. 
persuasion purposes. So if a game warden pulls you over and you don't have anything that um, resembles a bird. Yeah, exactly. That nothing to um, identify the bird that is in your cooler. You're going to be in trouble. So if yeah, you're going, it could have been a robin. It, yeah, it could be anything. Lark. Yeah, they. So you need to remember that if you're going to do that, if you're going to do this all out in the field, you need to make sure that you uh, leave one fully feathered wing attached. And, and you only have to leave that on until you get to your destination. Exactly. Then you can, you can take it off. It's just for transport yeah. purposes. Hey, so. did you guys know, though, morning doves are the most frequently hunted bird species in North America above anything else? No Seriously. Pheasants, yes, morning no doves. Morning doves. Yeah. Crazy, right? I'm in morning. People like eat. Will you stop <laughs> with the, the poetry, the morning, all that garbage? <laughs> Morning People are not broken. Look at me. Huh? We're not laughing with. I <laughs> <laughs> just see it up. All right, it's, so coming it's up, a courtesy laugh. Right, coming up after the break, we're actually going to be joined by Chad Belding, the man himself from the Foul Life with Chad Belding. Make sure you watch it Saturday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. I forgot to ask Mrs. Bunny, are you done? Yes, I'm done. Oh. That, that concludes this my portion. dove cleaning. This portion. Yes. You'll be back. You'll be back. I'll be what back are you going to talk about? Dogs. You're going to talk about dogs? I'm talking about dogs, guys. You'll hound out, Gimme. All right, so uh, Chad Belding, he is coming up next. Big shout-out, though, to Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, Nissan, Remington, Cabela's, Silencer Shop, High Mountain Seasonings, and Cam Chef. One more time, Chad Belding. Right after this. He is coming up next. Mrs. Bunny, we can't wait till you return. I'll see you guys in a bit. Bunny's like a bird. You know, she'll flip you off. (laughs) All right, we'll return in just a minute. The Revolution with Jim and Trev. 15 years of excellence in outdoor broadcasting. Log on to our brand new website at JimandTrav.com for an even easier way to stay plugged in to all things outdoors. The all new JimandTrav.com. Stick around. The boys will return in a few seconds. Hunting legend Jim Shockey in a high risk new season. That vehicle is the only way we're getting out of here. Say goodbye to civilization. Jim Shockey's Uncharted. Hope is what keeps you going. Mondays at 5.30 Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Cabela's is the world's foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their many stores. With the best selection, prices, and quality, all backed by a legendary guarantee. For the best in outdoor gear, go to www.cabelas.com. You know that feeling when you're driving a pickup? yeah! No, not that feeling. The one where you're towing a trailer up a 6% grade, and it's hot enough to fry an egg on your hood. It's not that you're worried, but there's a voice asking questions in the back of your head. What if my engine overheats? What if I'm stranded up here? What if the trailer acts up on the next turn? You know what'll drown that voice out? The roar of the Cummins engine in your Nissan Titan XD. The Titan's got enough power to handle tough hills, and its trailer sway control will help keep your cargo from getting any ideas. So, as you crest the final ridge, there's only one voice you should be hearing, and it's saying, Make way for the king of the mountain. The Nissan Titan XD, with available Cummins diesel, take on every duty. The Cummins diesel and trailer sway control are available options. Towing capability varies by configuration. See Nissan Owner's Manual and Towing Guide for proper use. Welcome back to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. We're talking doves and dogs this week. Now, here's Chad Belding from The Foul Life with Chad Belding. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, Nissan, and Cabela's. Here are the boys. Hey, Trav, get up. We're late. It's daylight in the swamp. Oh, crap! Man, when Jim and I wake up in the morning and the alarm gives out a warning, I don't think we'll ever make it on time. And by the time we 
shotguns and we get our hunting boots. We're at the field just in time to see the whole flock fly by. But it's all right, because we're saved by Chad Belding. <laughs> get it? Chad Belding? Chad Belding. Mr. Belding. Yeah. Well, hey, folks, before the break, we had Mrs. Bunny on. She talked about yeah. how to actually clean uh, the doves. Yeah, it's like washing your pitties. That's Making it. Making them That's nice it. and clean. All right, so we're talking. We're talking doves and dogs on this week's show. On this week's show, we are just now being joined, though, by Chad Belding. That's why that kind of made it made sense to me. All right, make sure you watch The Foul Life with Chad Belding, Saturday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Where? On Outdoor Channel. On Outdoor Channel. Yeah. Hey, you know, Chad, I have hunted doves from, you know, basically Michigan to Mexico. And uh, hunt really all over the country. Every place in between, too. Yeah. Where are some of your favorite places to hunt? Yeah, there's a lot of different places to hunt dove. And, you know, there's different regions in this country that, that are better than others. But as a whole, you know, I've, I've experienced really successful and fun dove hunts all over it from the Pacific Northwest to the Midwest, down to California, Nevada, Utah, and then, uh, obviously, you know, east of the Mississippi and the southeast and areas like that. It's, you know, like I said, it's a like a religion down there dove season almost like turkey season is so yeah you're looking for different food sources different water sources um you know shade places where they're going to come back and roost for the day to get out of the sun and you know that's a big part of dove hunting is you, you still have a chance to be hunting 90 you know mid 90 degree weather yeah and uh you know those doves are going to be looking for water to in, in, in ways to cool off and stay hydrated yeah talk with the chad belding of the foul life with chad belding saturday 6 p.m eastern time on outdoor channel now chad as you know i mean you have one of the most successful waterfowl shows out there you're a champion caller but it's because you have invested yourself and your time to be the master of your craft but when you go out hunting, whether it is for waterfowl, whether it is for doves, predator management, whatever it may be, you still have to invest yourself. You still have to work hard. And do you find that a lot of the tactics you use for waterfowl also apply to dove? Yeah, I think a lot more than people think or even a lot more than people have tried. Really? One of the first things that stand out, um, the way some of my dove hunts has changed is historically they've been standing around and pass shooting doves. You know, you're getting them trading from water to roost or you're getting them trading from roost to a feed. Um, I've really tried to take it a step further since my involvement with Terry Denman and, and the Mojo Outdoors crew down in Louisiana. Um, it started with ducks and then it went to wild pigeons in my first time down in Argentina and that's moved up into Idaho and Nevada and Utah now decoying pigeons. But with the use of a spinning wing decoy and putting two or three of them out with some just standing dove decoys and they come in fast and by the time that they get to that decoy, they're backpedaling and putting their feet down and back clapping their wings just like a mallard duck does or a Canada goose. And obviously it makes for a little bit easier shooting when they're decoying like that. Because doves are tough. They move fast, left to right, right to left, overhead. Um, it, it can really, really test your marksmanship. So I take it very serious with my decoy spreads, my hide, my spinning wing decoys, um, my shooting, my preseason preparation, obviously the safety part of it with hearing protection and eye protection during the summer, but really getting out and, and, and you start to feel the, the, the turn in the air a little bit and it's time to grease the wheel a little bit and get the gun out and put some seven and a half in there and get your patterning down and, cause it can be frustrating. And if you go into the season, uh, the duck season and you just came off a dove season where you're not hitting them very good, it can be pretty depressing on how the season gets started off. So I try to do everything preseason the same way. Obviously, 
we don't hunt doves uh, as long as we do ducks. It might they might be here for one day, might be here for three days until they move south. But you got to take advantage and, and capitalize on those opportunities if they are in your area and you find them. Um, think outside the box. Do things different than just standing in a cornfield and passion. There's nothing wrong with that, but I think that there's a lot of different platforms out there that you can try and be successful at dove hunting. Yeah. Now, you had mentioned about uh, dove season being a, a really good time to socialize. You get a group of guys together, and you kind of spread out. And, and uh, you know, in most states, you've got about a 15-dove limit. So you get 10 guys, you got 150 birds. Well, you sit down and you... You clean those. The only thing you're really saving is a breast. Now, do you have a special recipe that you like to use for uh, cooking dove breast? I do, man. I, I like to breast them out. I, I obviously, you don't cut the meat off the bone. You just put your thumb in and, and pull the breast part away from the wings, or you know, you might have to snap the wings off. But I like to put them in buttermilk for about 24 hours, and you don't have to do that if you're if you're thinking about eating the same day. But I like to take a little bit of like a Hawaiian teriyaki sauce and glaze the meat. Oh yeah. And then put a, and then put an orange slice on it and then wrap that in bacon and then a toothpick right through that bacon to hold the, the orange slice and the bacon in place. And then you know, I just put them on the grill. Obviously medium rare is where you want the dove to be, just like a mallard duck or a goose. Um, and, and what I do is I spritz it with a spray bottle, you know, during that three, the three and a half, four minute cooking process. I'll spritz it with a little tiny bit of water mixed with that teriyaki just to keep it moist and the meat hot. And, and it comes off and it just falls off the bone. And you can, you know, there's not a lot of meat on each dove. So having 150 of them, you're going to be able to feed a pretty good group of people. But there's a lot of ways to prepare. It is a migratory bird. It's got oil in it, um, obviously, to, so they can keep their body temperatures where they need to be to travel the migratory route. Um, but they can be very, very good table fare. And obviously, it's all about getting them you know, from the field to the processing part, getting the meat off of the bone before the heat really gets to them. Because, again, we're hunting doves in very hot weather most of the time still. So it's all about the preparation and getting them ready for the table. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Chad Belding. Of course, he has a program called The Fowl Life. And uh, his first word in uh, in Mexico was cerveza. Ah, uh, The Fowl Life with, Limo. Chad, with Chad Belling. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Make sure you tune in and watch it. Now, Mr. Chad, to find out more about you, The Fowl Life, Life, your sponsors, all that good stuff, social media. Where do we have to head to online to find that stuff, dude? All of it's the same. You guys can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, as well as our websites. Everything's at thefowlifetv.com. And you can also check out our gear line and our brand at bandit.com. And uh, appreciate all the support. Uh, again, being on Revolution Radio, you guys are awesome. And the Outdoor Channel, hope you guys can catch our show Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern. We got a lot of good content coming up, a lot of exciting content. We're all looking forward to this fall and getting back after. That's right. Well, don't go anywhere as we talk more about doves and dogs, Mrs. Bunny. She is coming up next. Coming up after her, though, is Terry Denman from Mojo TV, Saturdays, 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman Channel. Mr. Chad, though, dude, you know we love you. Thank you so much for coming on. God bless you, brother. Thank you, guys. And tell Mr. Terry I said hello. You bet, man. If you're looking to keep up with the Kardashians or find out the latest fashion trends, we're not the website for you. But for everything else, including archive shows, expert hunting and fishing tactics, wild game recipes, and much more, you must log on now. The all-new JimandTrav.com. Stay tuned. The revolution will be right back.
Nick loves a good road trip. We're going down to Mexico. And Nick loves to hunt. That's the most redneck fun I've had in a while. Nick's wild ride, an all-new original series. I love this job. Fridays at 7.30 Eastern, exclusively on Outdoor Channel. Outdoor adventure and great eating go hand-in-hand with all of our High Mountain Seasonings jerky kits, snack and sticks, buckboard bacon, finishing sauces, rubs and shakers, marinades, and more. Go to HIMTNJerky.com or call 1-800-829-2285 today. So I've been a bit braggadocious in recent. Just a skosh. I've been telling everybody about my Thunder B silencer that I just picked up from Silencer Shop. Why wouldn't you? All right, so no, let me be serious for a second. A silencer is a must-have accessory for any firearm because it makes shooting more enjoyable by reducing the blast to a much more comfortable level, doesn't it, Jimmy? Yeah, it does. And you know, Trav, hunters often go without hearing protection because it is uncomfortable. And now we're stone cold deaf. But a silencer from silencershop.com can provide hearing protection without being uncomfortable or impacting your outdoor experience. Yeah, true that, man. Plus, Silencer Shop has the simplest silencer buying experience, period, bar none, and they have the most friendly and knowledgeable staff, and they're always available to help answer any questions you might have about buying a silencer. That's right, Trap. Plus, silencershop.com offers a huge source of videos, articles, and reviews to help you make an informed purchase decision. That's silencershop.com. Silencershop.com. What are you so happy about? Um, getting back to the revolution with Jim and Trav and part two with Mrs. Bunny. Brought to you by Cabela's, High Mountain Seasonings, Camp Chef, and Silencer Shop. Now, here are the boys. We're on a dove shoot. We're going to give you some tips on how to have a successful dove season. Plumped, bodied, and long tail. It's Jimbo! <laughs> Morning does fly fast on powerful wing beasts, sometimes making sudden ascents, descents, and dodges with their pointed tails stretching out behind them. So imagine what happens when a flock of ten birds fly over. They are very tough to hit. Yeah, but if they were Tommy Bahama, they're not. No, like you. All right, so, There's uh, nothing like dove hunting to hand your butt and your ego to you on a silver platter. Uh, you know, that I is mean, true. it's true. Yeah. Uh, speaking of egos, Chad Belding was before the break. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> hey, before the break, we heard from Chad Belding. Yeah, the foul life with Chad Belding. No, I was a joke. We love him. Saturday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. But speaking of uh, beauty. Grace. Oh my and gosh. And Oh, save your flattery, boys. No, Jimbo is back with us. <laughs> <laughs> and Mrs. Buddy, you're here as well. Uh, what are you going to talk about now? Uh, dove hunting with dogs, guys. Uh oh. Uh, hunters like. Wait, time- wait. Oh, I'm sorry. It's brought to you by Nissan. Oh. Who let Mrs. Bunny out? Roof, 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 arf. Um, and now Mrs. Bunny on how to care for your hunting pooch in warm weather. Brought to you by Nissan. All right, now you can go. Hunters a lot of times take um, their dogs dove hunting as a warm up to upland and uh, waterfowl seasons opening. You know, warm up is a great way to describe it, though. Exactly. It's hot out there. It's yep. hot, and unfortunately, the weather doesn't have to be all that hot to cause dogs some problems. And um, specifically, heat stroke and other heat-related issues. So there's some things that you need to do when you take your dogs afield in uh, September. Um, dogs have such a desire to please that they will keep going when most people would quit. That drive gives them the trouble because they keep pushing. And the older and the heavier the animal, the more likely they are to get in trouble. They don't sweat like we do, and so they cool off by panting. But it's harder for them to keep cool. So drinking water will help, but it, they can only drink so much before they bloat. Um, most 
retrievers are relatively large, long-haired dogs, and those with dark-colored coats are likely to feel the heat even more than their uh, light-colored counterparts. Uh, but the shade of a retriever's coat matters little if the dog overexerts itself. Uh, a lot of guys don't condition their dogs during the summer, it, um, and it's okay to give them the time off, but you need to do periodic drills and training sessions during the summer to keep them conditioned. Um, Out-of-shape retrievers, in addition, are hard to handle, and they can um, make new bad habits and perpetuate well into the fall. Um, a lot of times the handler lets things slide during the dove season. By the end, the dog may become sloppy and exhibit bad behavior like breaking at the gun. And then you have to start all over with steadiness training. Um, besides heat stroke, retrievers working in warm weather can suffer from other problems. Uh, even slight dehydration can diminish a dog's sense of smell, impair its abilities to find down birds. Uh, the list goes on. So that being said, uh, water is a really big thing. Make sure you've got plenty of water to refresh your dog between treat retrieves uh don't send them out after every single bird no uh don't send them on every retrieve and by not sending them on every retrieve you're doing two things you're teaching them to remain steady and you're not going to wear him out um and put him at risk that's why i have bird boys here's the crazy part what's that these tips also apply to me <laughs> right, i'm thinking is she talking about a dog well, when she said bloating i thought she was i talking know she's about talking about bloating erratic breathing doesn't sweat right <laughs> this is me. My wife is speaking to me before the opener of Dove season. That's why she's pushing the whole uh, life insurance policy crap right now. Uh, you know, actually, I was the other day I was on a Cabela's website and they got this cool little, it's from Browning, it's a food and water dish. And it's actually collapsible. Like collapsible. Yeah. Yeah. And so you could take these little bags, put water in them, put food with them. And so like when you're saying when they're having that downtime, because obviously when your dog is really hot, the worst thing they could do or the worst thing for them that they could do is to go and just lap up a whole bunch of water. Yeah. Let them cool down. Then give them some food. Give them some water. Let them catch their breath. Hey, it's no different than you and I. Well, you know, the other thing you can do is you can, uh, if there's a pond there or a stream, let them walk into the stream, lay down. And so forth. You don't want them to drown. But uh, the, the fact of the matter is, nobody really likes to have a wet, smelly dog on a 30-mile trip back home. Well, the other thing you can do is, if you have ice packs with you, you can take them and put them on all of their main exposed areas where there's oh, yeah. a lot of veins. So their jugular, between their legs, where they have a lot of that uh, flesh uh, open, there's not a lot of hair on it. Any place where there's a lot of... We do that Trev. <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah. Anywhere that there's a lot of veins and things like that, you can put um, cool gelled ice packs or whatever on them, and it helps them bring down their core temperature a little bit. That way they cool off uh, in the shade before you go let them lap up a whole bunch of water. I'm very veiny. Yes. I am. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> yeah. You're just just very uh, vain. Yeah. Um, another thing I want to point out, hunting, warm weather, got your dogs out there, take preventative measures. You're going to have to worry about ticks. Oh, skeeters. Yeah. You're going to have to worry Snake. about, worry about snakes. snakes. Yeah. A little bit of everything. How about spiders? People biting you. Yeah. That could happen. No, but seriously, yeah. though, you get out there, and, and like you're saying, I mean, uh, this time of year, rattlesnakes are very prevalent. Ticks are out. Also, um, what are those other little... Chiggers. Chiggers, fleas. Um, and you can drag 90% of this crap back to you and have it in your house. That's not a good thing, so make sure they're, they're current on their front line or whatever they're using, and also make sure you have uh, snake trained your dog's properly mm -hmm. uh, last thing you want to do is have a thousand dollar bill at the vet uh because you were an idiot and neglected to teach your pooch 
how to avoid snakes. Yeah, and in all the, these frontline products and so forth, I'm sure that you can probably get them in the animal section at Cabela's. Oh, yeah. Cabela's has everything for your animals and for your wife. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you have a Jimbo, they have stuff for that as well. Mrs. Bunny, is that it? That's it, guys. You are amazing. Thank you very much. And you love your poochies. All right, so coming up next, we're going to have Carrie Denman on of Mojo TV. Make sure you watch it. Saturdays. Get your mojo back. Yeah, get your mojo back. Saturdays, 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman Channel. He's going to talk about, of course, decoying. That's right. Also, maybe some decoys and other things related to decoys. <laughs> Terry Denman is coming up next. It's a three-parter. As we talk more about doves and dogs on today's show. A uh, big shout-out, though, to Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, Nissan, Remington, Cabela's, and Silencer Shop. Gotta get to a break. Mrs. Bonnie! See you guys later. You are amazing. We'll return in a minute with Terry Desmond. <laughs> That's right. We'll, yep. we'll return in a minute with Terry Denman of Mojo Outdoors. You pulled that one together. Yeah. <laughs> Think of the all-new JimandTrav.com website as a big food truck with tons of amazing items on the menu like Jim's blog, Trav's take, show archives, Mrs. Bunny's wild game recipes, and expert advice from our hunting and fishing pros, JimandTrav.com. Hola. Don't move. The revolution will continue next. Two brothers dropped in the middle of the Arctic for 30 days with one mission, get out alive. It's completely unpredictable. This is Alaska. She will throw everything she can at you. If she wants to fight us with weather, we're going to fight back. We're not survivalists. We're big game hunters that love to test ourselves. Hey there! Alaska doesn't ask you to leave. It tells you to leave. Dropped. Escape the Arctic. New episodes. Mondays at 9 p.m. Eastern. Only on Outdoor Channel. Chardonnay Finishing Sauce is one of the many tasty treats that awaits you at High Mountain Seasonings. Order your jerky and sausage kits, snack and sticks, marinades, rubs and shakers, and more by going to HIMTNJerky.com today. That's HIMTNJerky.com. Introducing the fastest, most effective way to clean your gun barrel, the new Remington Squeegee. To use it, simply scrub your bore with a wire brush and a few drops of Remington's All-In Cleaner to loosen any fouling. Then attach your Remington squeegee to the end of a cleaning rod or cable. And with one pull through the bore, you're done. Fast, easy, and completely reusable. Say goodbye to your father's old gun cleaning patches. And hello to 21st century gun care technology. Look for it at your favorite sporting goods retailer. The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Talking doves and dogs. Now here's Terry Denman of Mojo TV. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, Remington, and High Mountain Seasonings. Here's Jim and Trav. Hey, we're back. Before the break, we're here from Mrs. Bunny talking about how to take care of dogs in hot weather, and that's very, very important. But our next guest, man, he knows a lot about dogs, doves, and just all kinds of hunting. He knows all sorts of cool things, how to patty cake. Uh, Terry Denman makes you watch us, man. He does that very well. Uh, Mojo TV, it is Saturdays, 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman Channel. Welcome to the show, Mr. Terry. But quick question, we're actually on your website right now. Just go to uh, mojooutdoors.com. Yeah, baby, yeah. yeah. Now, the Mojo Voodoo, Jim's really excited, the Mojo Voodoo Dove Decoy, then you have the Mojo Wind Dove Decoy, then you have the Mojo Clip-On Dove 
uh, decoy. Now, that comes in a four-pack, the last one there. But which one do you have more success with, uh, Mr. Terry? Mojo Voodoo Dog. Do you really? Absolutely. He's got this little doll. Now, this... spins it. Sure he does. Okay. <laughs> um, now, now, the Mojo Voodoo Dove decoy. Now, this is actually battery-operated. It, it automatically makes it spin, correct? They do, uh, but <clears throat> you can't control how fast they spin. And there's an aspect of spinning wing decoys, whether you're talking about doves, duck, or any other bird, that is not largely understood by the hunting public. And those wings have to spin a minimum speed in order to generate that flash or strobe, as some people call it, that attracts these birds from long, long distances. And if you, uh, if your wings turn uh, slower than that, it becomes a simple motion decoy. Oh, really? It will not attract the birds from long, long distances, even though it is a very, very good product. And so that's something that the hunter really needs to understand and use to their advantage. Yeah, now, you know, these are all battery-driven, but how do you regulate the spinning of those wings, and, and uh, can you give out uh, the, the number of revolutions per minute it has to do? I can, and you cannot control uh, the, the revolutions of it except for your battery life, and that's something else the hunter needs to pay close attention to on PC motors, which is little battery-driven motors. The speed of the motor is proportional to the residual voltage that's in your battery, so as the battery depletes itself, the wings turn slower. Mm. Uh, on the wind of, of course, you're just totally dependent upon the speed of the of the wind, and you can't control that. But uh, in ducks, we've done more studies in ducks uh, than any other uh, any other bird. The wings need to turn at least about 400 RPMs. Wow. And something close to twice that is desirable. On the voodoo dove, those wings are turning in the 750 to 800 RPM range. Oh, wow. And the faster you turn them, the more attracted they seem to be to them. Mm-hmm. Huh. Now, when you set up a spray, and I'm going to say set up a spread like you would say for ducks, what is ideal? How many stationary sitting on wire type uh, doves? How many uh, of the spinning voodoo uh, doves do we set out? Is there a, a maximum number or is there a minimum number? Uh, you can put uh, uh, one voodoo dove out. If you will put it to where they can see it from long distances, it will actually attract birds from long distances because they can see that strobe or flash or whatever you want to refer to it at that a properly operated spinning wing decoy makes. They can see it from long, long distances. I can't tell you how far, but we know in ducks on a bluebird day, they can see it for up to like seven or eight miles away. Holy Holy cow, cow. really? So it becomes a long-range attractor. That's really the primary purpose of a spinning wing decoy is to be a long-range attractor. Man, seven or eight miles, that's just that's insane. All right, talking with uh, Terry Denman makes you watch Mojo TV, Saturdays, 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman Channel. Now, have you guys ever done a study? Because I think it would be really interesting how much your your percentage rate goes up of a successful hunt, meaning how many birds you harvest versus using your decoys or without? How much do you think it increases the likelihood of you bagging birds? Well, the only uh, numerical answer that I could give you to that is that the government did some studies back in the early days, mostly with ducks. Uh-huh. And they, these were control studies where they would, on a particular hunt, 
they would have the spinning wing decoy for like 30 minutes, be without it for 30 minutes, have it for 30 minutes, because you really can't compare one day to the next. Yeah. And what they found out was that at the beginning of the season, before ducks became accustomed to them, it increased the odds by a ratio of about 7 to 1. Holy cow. Toward the end of the season, that was down to 3 to 1. That was a general answer that all the studies produced. Yes. Wow. Now, now when you're out there uh, dove hunting, now, I often and all the time actually have to say use my, my voodoo uh, near water. Does it work in the field as well? Absolutely. It'll work anywhere they can see it. Unless that would be some place that a bird just wouldn't want to come to. But if you're out in the field, then they're attracted to water. They're attracted to an old dead snag. They're attracted to a power line. They're attracted to anything. You hit on the correct answer when you said a setup. And really, that's what the hunters should do. They ought to make it look like doves are coming to their location to feed and that will greatly increase their success. Yeah. Well, I, I have noticed that, uh, in, you know, when I hunt, it's either usually early in the morning or late in the evening. One, they're coming to water after roosting all night, or they're coming to water just before they go to bed, if you will. And, uh, you know, in setting those up, you know, I, I have found that if we put uh, two mojos, the voodoos, opposite each other on a little tank, a little pond, it seems to generate more excitement because you've got more activity down there, and it's something that they're very familiar with, and I'm talking about the actual shape. And then, of course, we always put out the, the, the you know, stationary decoys just to kind of give it uh, encouragement. You're, you're exactly correct. You're absolutely correct. You know, it's, it, it's roost, water, and feed. That's about the only three things a dove does. You know, he's going to roost up in the trees, at night and in the middle of the day usually and then early in the morning late in the afternoon he's gonna go feed get a drink of water return to the roof trees you bet i i found the only place that that voodoos don't work is when i set them up on my grill they taste kind of plastic they do <laughs> they do all right so talking with terry denman makes you watch mojo tv saturdays 3 30 p.m eastern time on sportsman channel now where can we find you guys online to find out more about your products tv show where you're gonna be social media where do we have to head to to do that buddy MojoOutdoors.com will get you to the website. It'll get you to the social media, but our social media is Mojo TV. You bet. There you have it. That's Terry Denman with I Got My Mojo Back. That's right. And coming up yeah, next baby. Yeah. Daniel Cox. He's the senior product manager for Shotguns there at Remington as we talk more about doves and dogs. Big shout out, though, to Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, Nissan, Remington, and Cabela's. Gotta How about get to Mojo a break. Outdoors? Mojo Outdoors. Gotta get to a break. Mr. Terry, it's been so awesome having you on. God bless you, buddy. Thank you, brother. Back in my day, there was no such thing as the internet or social media. We had to ask Willie the town drunk to get all our information. Thank goodness for the all-new JimandTrav.com. Your one-stop shop for all things outdoors. JimandTrav.com. Stay right there. The boys will return after these short messages. It's the radical reinvention of the 308 MSR. The DP MSG2 combines unfailing reliability with 308 punch in a platform more than a full pound lighter in six configurations designed to dominate. Pair it with Remington Hog Hammer Ammunition for making bacon and a DPMS cleaning kit for effortless cleanup. Beach Hotel, Maui's Hawaiian Hotel.
Located in the heart of Maui's premier resorts, Kanapali Beach Hotel is officially recognized as Hawaii's most Hawaiian hotel and the number one best value in Hawaii. With a range of accommodations and affordable dining options, this is the ideal setting to turn Hawaiian dreams into lifelong memories. Live Hawaiian entertainment every evening, free year-round children's programs, weekly arts and crafts fairs, welcome breakfast, and departure kukui lei ceremonies add to the value. Swim in the whale-shaped pool, indulge in the fabulous spa and hotel salon, enjoy Hawaiian hospitality at its best at the Ka'anapali Beach Hotel. Call 800-262-8450 or go to kbhmaui.com. That's kbhmaui.com. Aloha. Welcome back to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. And now it's time to talk shotguns with Daniel Cox, Senior Product Manager for Shotguns at Remington. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, Nissan, Remington, and Silencer Shop. There he is, ladies and gentlemen, Terry Denman. Coming up next, we got Daniel Cox. Yeah, Mojo TV, though. Saturdays, 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Where? On Outdoor Channel. No Sportsman Channel. Well, I would hope so. Two great networks. Once again, Saturdays, 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Mojo TV on Sportsman World Fishing Channel. Oh, that'd be a good place for him. That's it. Doves and dogs on today's show. That's true. Um, all right, so anyways, Daniel Cox, he is the senior product manager for Shotguns. Uh, there, Remington just now joining us. Got Recently a promotion. Promoted, that's right. Congratulations to you, buddy. You were on the handgun side. Uh, now you're talking shotguns, Mr. Daniel. But got to tell us, you know, dove season's fixing to open up. Right around the corner. All across the U.S., Tell us about the B3, though, man. We're so excited. That's a new shotgun. The ins and outs, everything we need to know about the V3 before dove season opens up. Take it away. We we introduced the Versamax a few years ago, and with it, we introduced the Versaport technology. You guys familiar with that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's a self-regulating gas system on the gun that allows the Versamax to be probably the most versatile shotgun in the world. Anything from light target loads all the way up to the heaviest three-and-a-half-inch magnum loads. We took that technology and put it in the V3, and what you end up with is probably the softest shooting 12 gauge you're going to find right now in the market. And what we were able to do with the V3 is we were able to scale it down because it's a three-inch chamber gun only. It doesn't go up to three and a half. Uh-huh. So we were able to take a whole pound out of the Versamax. So the Versamax is an excellent do-it-all gun. It's great for waterfowl, especially because of the soft recoil. But the V3 as an upland gun is definitely something that we're planning on. We're placing big bets on for us to carry us into the next 20, 30 years of shotgun with this new technology. Yeah. Now, when you're out there in the field, and of course, when you're dove hunting, it's a little different. You go out there, you got a little chair, you got a little bird boy next to you that goes and gets your bird, hopefully. But uh, when you're out there and you're hunting upland game, and we're talking about maybe, uh, you know, pheasants, quail, uh, maybe some partridge or or something like that, sage hens, uh, you got a lot of walking involved. How heavy is this uh, shotgun? It is just under seven pounds. Oh, really? Wow, That's really? not bad at all. And even, even in a field where you're talking about dove hunting, the one thing people don't tend to take into consideration is if you're lucky and the birds are flying good and you can keep them flying, you're going to do a lot of shooting in a day. Uh-huh. And you're going to do a lot of shooting fast. So that's the other thing that's great about the V3 from a dove field is 
not going to have a lot of recoil. It's not going to beat you up. Very stock shooting gun. Yeah. Now we're talking with uh, Daniel Cox, and he is the senior product manager for Shotguns there at Remington, talking about the V3 all new uh, for 2016. Now, Mr. Daniel, before we go on this, buddy, to find out more about you, your complete line of shotguns, where do we have to head to online to do that? You can check us out at www.remington.com. Yeah. Now, you know, you're out there and you're, you're hunting dove in all kinds of weather. Matter of fact, with this shotgun, you'll be everything from, you know, uh, bright sunny days all the way through to mud and snow and so forth. Now, Remington has a, a an accessory line, uh, and I'm talking about you've got a shotgun cleaning kit. How tough is it to clean up this shotgun once you're out in the field and, and you're done? So the great thing about this shotgun is with the, with the VersaForce technology on both the V3 and the VersaMag, the pistons are located back at the chamber. Unlike a traditional gas shotgun, like even our 1100, where most of the time the gas is regulated out towards the muzzle. So mm-hmm. at that point, when the gas is regulated out towards the muzzle much farther down the barrel, what you get is, is the powder is starting to cool off, the combustion is cooling off, the wad's moving, the shot's moving, there's a gap between the two, and you start to get some unburnt powder and some carbon buildup out there uh-huh. around that piston. So those are the semi-autos you got to take apart. You got to really scrub down, clean them up, re-lubricate, and, and get moving for the next hunt. With the V3 and the Versamax's self-regulating system in the chamber, you've got a gas block that's immediately forward of the chamber. That's when the gas is the hottest, when the, the powder is still igniting, and that's when the pressure is the highest. So what it does is there's two bleed-offs on either side, and essentially, you're giving it a, a high-pressure heat sandblast, if you will, every time you pull the trigger. So really, all you've got to do is clean the barrel out from time to time to get some of the streaking from the plastic wads and stuff like that out of there, and you're good to go. Oh, yeah. Talk with uh, Daniel Cox once again. He is the senior product manager for Shotguns there at Remington, talking about the V3. Also, uh, the cleaning accessories there at Remington. Hey, did you now, know that this is the uh, 200th anniversary of Remington and the they're celebrating, what, 100 years with rim oil? Yep, that's right. Yeah, we've been around for a little while with both Remington and rim oil. Yeah. Holy cow, 200 years. That's almost as old as Jim. Yeah. That's <laughs> almost as old as Daniel. <laughs> now, let's, this is the most important part. When we tell Mama, we're going to like, hey, Mama, I'm going to go to Cabela's, and I'm going to buy me a new shotgun. <laughs> and she's like, uh, how much money are you going to need? What is the MSRP on the we new V3, buddy? We want the price buddy? point. What's it going to cost us? So the MSRP on a new V3, if you want the black gun, you're looking at about eight ninety five. Oh, holy it around around seven eighty seven ninety retail. It's a heck of a bargain for that. And there's a hundred dollar upcharge if you want one of the camo. They're available in, in two. There's a duck camo and a, and a field camo. So depending on your your desired quarry, uh, there's a hundred dollar upcharge to nine ninety five. So around around nine hundred bucks on that gun retail price point. Yeah. Now, wait, hold on. We're sitting here. We're talking about this. I'm, I'm putting a price in my head. There I'm thinking go. 13, 14, possibly $1,500. Cause when you go and you're looking at a rack of shotguns at Cabela's, you're thinking that's pretty much the average price. Did you guys not want to make any money on this gun? I mean, that, <laughs> $8.95, that's not much money, man. So I here's, can- here's the thing. The reason, the reason we're priced the way we are is we wanted to be aggressive with this gun because we are, we're an American country. We're a patriotic company. We're, we're a patriotic group of people. And quite honestly, the semi-automatic field shotgun market has been dominated by Italian guns for a long time. And we felt like it was a good time to get 
American shotguns back in the field and keep American workers working. You bet. That was Daniel Cox, and he's talking about the Remington V3. That's right. Go pick up one today, maybe two. Give me the other one, and then we'll just forget you, Jim. I don't really care. I get that a lot. Big shout out to Remington, also Outdoor Channel and Sportsman Channel, plus World Fishing Network. Got to get to a break. Mr. Daniel, you're so awesome, buddy. God bless you, and we wish you tremendous success in the dove fields, buddy. Thanks, guys. Always a pleasure. If you log on to the all-new JimandTrav.com, Jim and Trav build up sandwich credits. And really, who doesn't love sandwiches? So please, log on to the new JimandTrav.com. It would make two happy bellies. Hang on, the revolution is coming right back. It's been said that the history of weapons is indeed the history of the world. It's simple elegance. It's a gun that just runs. Join host Joe Montaigne as he explores the legends and folklore behind some of the most iconic weapons in the world. From classic military and civilian firearms to rare and exotic oddities. Gun Stories, all new episode Wednesday at 11 p.m. Eastern. Exclusively on Outdoor Channel. There it is, the boat launch. The proving ground for all truck drivers. A place where reputations are made and destroyed. As you back your truck down the ramp, there's a hundred people watching. You can almost hear the voices in their heads. He's going to mess this up, isn't he? His angle's way off. Pass the popcorn. I could use a good laugh. But you're not here to amuse them. You're driving a Nissan Titan XD. The hill start assist helps keep the truck from rolling backward. And the around view monitor has built-in trailer guides, so your aim will never be less than true. And that sound you hear as the boat hits the water? That's not laughter. That's the silent admiration of the crowd. The Nissan Titan XD with available Cummins Diesel. Take on every duty. The Cummins Diesel and Hill Start Assist are available options. AVM is a parking aid. May not detect every object. Towing capability varies by configuration. See owner's manual and towing guide for proper use. He's a tough-talking ex-Marine. And a Hollywood icon. Harley Ermy is the gunny. You've heard the expression, when all hell breaks loose. There are lots of guns, but only one gunny. Take that! Gunny time with Harley Ermy, an explosive new season. Wednesdays at 7.30 and 11.30 p.m. Eastern, exclusively on Outdoor Channel. Tune in to gunny time! This is over. You understand? This is over. I've heard enough. Let's call it and go to lunch. Clear the room. This concludes The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Follow the boys on social media and always at JimandTrav.com. Hey, wasn't that a great show? Man, dove hunting is my favorite time of the year because it's the beginning of hunting season. And you know who I like better than you? What's that? Chad Belding from The Fowl Life. Oh, yeah. Also, Terry Denman and uh, Daniel Cox, Mrs. Bunny, uh, the neighbor I've never spoken to. Uh, who else? And Mrs. Bunny, you are awesome, though. Thanks, guys. Yeah, we got a new station? Yeah, we got a couple of new stations. We'll tell you where they're at next week in Tennessee. But we do want to thank our 458 affiliate stations, our advertisers, and everyone that makes the show possible, like Miss Bunny, Funjor, producer Mark Paneri, and Frank Sound Guy. Mrs. Bunny, did you want to say something? Uh, eat dove for dinner. Yeah, that was good stuff right there. Thanks, Holy guys. cow. I'm glad I asked. <laughs> All right, so take your the kids original out. fast food. Yeah, take your uh, kids outdoors this weekend. Uh, get them ready for dove hunting. 
hunting. That's you know, right. feed them some doves, wrap it in bacon, and uh, they'll love you for it. All right, so Jesus loves you. So do we. God bless you, boys and girls. Local news weather is coming up next. We will return next week. Don't worry. Put it on your calendars. All right, peace out. We'll be back later. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.